The return up for Parlo. Leaves it off. Here's Mia Hamm. In the box. The shot. Go. She's got the record. Hey everyone, my name is Sabria Whitaker and I'm the founder of Grow the Game. Erica Piancastelli here, Tokyo 2021 Olympian. This is Carly Jackson, professional goaltender for the Buffalo Buttes. Hey everyone, this is Connor Moore, the social media manager of the Chicago Sky. You are now listening to Women's Sports Matter. Women's Sports Matter. Hosted by Gianna Belcastro. Alete Okunpawale wins the national championship for Notre Dame. everyone and welcome to Women's Sports Matter, a podcast that is your one-stop shop for all things women's sports. My name is John Castro and I am your host. Today we are talking all things Red Stars with one of my favorite Red Stars accounts on Twitter. Tell us about yourself. Yeah, hi, my name's uh, Logan Tesmer. I run the uh, at Red Stars report on Twitter. I kind of just, I write a lot of uh, previews, match previews, match recaps, uh, and then I just live tweet the games, interact with the community, you know, have fun with it, and uh, just, you know, talk about the team that I love. <laughs> we we love the Red Stars here. I have, uh, I'm a little biased when it comes to tweeting about things for the NWSL on my podcast account. It's just like, I first and foremost, it's Red Star stuff. Uh, whether it's good or bad stuff, which <laughs> recently it's been a lot of bad, but now now more so it's been it's been more like good good things that are going on, like yesterday's win, uh, which will be a win from two days ago. If people are listening to this on Tuesday, which they should be, they should always be listening when I post and always the, watching the, day the Red Stars <laughs> and always watching the Red Stars. So my first question for you is, what prompted your uh twitter account how did you get into the red stars the women's soccer world all that uh well like anyone or most uh you know women's soccer fans uh you know my pathway came through the women's national team that's just kind of how you know most of the community kind of found you know their way and uh, i started watching uh, the women's team in 2012 Olympics, uh, and, you know, fell in love with Alex Morgan and, uh, you know, all the Abby Wambach, you know, all the famous, you know, women's national team players watched them win gold. That was exciting. Didn't even think like, you know, where could I watch more? It was just, you know, that was cool. And then moved on. And then, you know, 2015 um, World Cup came around, watched that, loved it. 16 Olympics was interesting. <laughs> um, that's usually where most of my um, love for women's sports came from, was watching the Olympics. And then uh, 2019 came around World Cup. And um, watching that whole 
tournament was, you know, amazing. And, you know, I, I loved Alyssa Nair. I was like, this is the greatest goalkeeper that I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. And um, I was like, where can I see more of her? And they were like, you know, Chicago Red Star, Alyssa Nair. I was like, Chicago Red Star? I was like, who, who are the Chicago Red, <laughs> Red Stars? And I, you know, now looking back, I'm ashamed that, you know, they had been around for six years at that point, And I had never heard of them being, you know, someone who loves all things Chicago sports. Had never heard of them until 2019. And games in 19 didn't, you know, didn't know how those watch or you know, destroy the NWSL. And um, and then when uh, COVID happened, uh, I watched the challenge of 2020, and I was like, I'm going to get involved in this community and like watching every single game of the red stars watched the whole challenge cup and 2021 rolls around, you know, watch the 2021. Aim, you know, kind of just, you know, lurking in the community, didn't really get involved in it. And then they make it all the way to the finals, which I don't think anyone really kind of expected. Uh, especially in the playoffs when everyone was injured. And um, then the season was, you know, you know, ramped down. And then it was, you know, all the scandal and everything happened with their head coach and players got traded away. And I was like, there's a lot, you know, going on with this team now. And in my day job, I do a lot of writing for social media and I do a lot of writing on the web. Um, which is just part of my job. My other parts of my job is like producing and editing and all that stuff. And I wanted to just write about the team, you know, show my thoughts and, uh, you know, kind of get, get more involved. And so uh, I just found a sports blogging site, just started writing and then put the articles up on my personal Twitter and, I was like, well, I, no one's no one's really going to see any of this. Like, I, just, I don't have like a huge <laughs> following on my personal Twitter because I don't really tweet much. And if I do, it's just about like other sports things or my other interests. So I made uh, a Twitter account for, you know, Red Stars Report and uh, immediately just, you know, started interacting with people and, and you know, people reading my stuff and, and having conversations and I, it just made me fall in love with the team even more because there were more people that loved them like I did. Um, obviously there's so many people that have been watching them for so many more years than me who have way more things to say and probably way better things to say than I do. Um, but it was, it was just, it was just something that um, kind of just came into my brain one day and I was like, you know, I just want to get involved uh, in this community. And, and now here I am with, you know, a lot of people that uh, I talk to every day about the Red Stars, and it's fun. I love talking about the Red Stars. It's 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 a nice community to be a part of, and you know to know people uh, in local 134. And you know, I, one thing that I like a little bit is you know some of the players like follow the podcast account back, and you know I get to interact with them, and that's like I think that's so freaking cool. Is just the interaction. Oh, yeah. which I love so much. Um, yeah. 
you, I like how you you talked about how you didn't know about the team. I live like 15 minutes away from Benedictine and I had no idea that the Red Stars played there. Wow. So it's just like knowing <laughs> that a team, a professional soccer team is playing nearby you and you have no idea. It's just like mind-blowing. But I didn't get into women's sports until high school. Like I, the only thing that I followed for the beginning of my life was the White Sox. Love the White Sox. Um, my mom's side of the family are huge White Sox fans. Mm-hmm. Been going to games since I was little. So that was basically the only thing on my radar. And then it, middle school was the Utah Jazz, which is like so out of left field. Like that, no, that one left un- field. <laughs> no one, no one understands that. I would just like to say I'm a huge Gordon Hayward fan. Um, and so that era happened. And when I got into high school, I played on my freshman girls basketball team and I got into the WNBA because Allie Quigley went to my high school. And so like learning about that and learning about like other players that have gone on to play like division one college basketball and to learn about other different sports. It's like, oh, okay, there's other things out there that I had no idea. And so I think learning that Allie Quigley went to my high school was like, oh, what, what are these women's sports, like these women's pro sports things? And how do I get more involved? And so I created this podcast my senior year of high school during the pandemic, because <laughs> what else are you going to do what during, do? during yep. the pandemic? That's exactly. What and it's grown out. into this weird little like community, I guess, of 800 something people on Twitter and get to talk about women's sports and have a good time. But I little similar similar with me um 2015 world cup final and then a non-wsl gamer two i want to say in like 2018 2019 on tv that i watched and then the world cup which i've talked about on here before and probably an episode i did by myself a few years ago or not a few years ago probably last year and Sam Kerr is my favorite. Will always will be. I'm a Chelsea fan as well. So I was oh, like, that, I'm that not even mad. <laughs> I was mad. At, I was mad at first. And I was like, well, she's a blue now. So I can get behind that. And yeah, the, the World Cup probably made me more excited about um, women's soccer. And if I did not pay attention to that, <laughs> I don't know if I would consider myself a soccer fan. So just, you know, I think especially with the U.S. Women's National Team winning and with a lot of breakout stars and even with breakout stars with other countries, too, that really helped me learn about the sport, learn about these different like federations and, you know, how they treat their players. And it's just you can learn so much from like like a dumb little event like the World Cup, where it's just like you can learn more about just your home country. And I think more importantly, the French national team, the English, and the the most surprising with the World Cup final against the Netherlands, just want to ask you really quickly, did you expect the Netherlands to make it to the final in the World Cup? No, (laughs) I don't think I had no, you always expect, you know, you know, the big, yeah the big countries you know america canada france england, england. France. yeah 
now now i would consider them uh, the netherlands a threat oh yeah they've, absolutely they, they've built a great team yeah and now they got parsons in charge so you know that it's going to be uh a great euros the euros of summer are going to be exciting um i'm excited to watch it to cover it hopefully if i'm not busy doing <laughs> baseball stuff but um also if i'm not busy going to red stars games which is like yeah i don't thing. i don't i don't live anywhere close to chicago anymore so i don't get to uh that's too bad you don't get to experience i i went to the challenge cup game against louisville where it was pouring. the rainy one yeah. with the zero zero <laughs> i was like i just sat in here with uh, outside front row right near yeah. um right near the flag by what by gate c i guess like over there on the right part of the stadium and i, I sat through it by myself <laughs> not a lot of people there and i see the attendance numbers and i'm like who lied yeah. they the red stars attendance numbers are not great and we uh, all know why we all know why we don't need to you know we, we don't, don't need to talk, to talk about, about it. it we all know why we're just saying hey get your act together don't be surprised that your attendance numbers are bad if you're surprised look in the mirror and this goes for a lot of other teams too hmm north carolina portland a lot of teams numbers are down why look in the mirror new topic <laughs> I'm going to the uh, Soldier Field one on the 30th, though. I'm also going there because I'm All working right. the game after. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to take – okay, so I keep mentioning this mentioning this on my show. Hopefully my boss doesn't listen to this. I told him I was taking off that day. Um, so I, I do 50-50 for the fire. And okay. I also do TV producing for the Kane County Cougars. And we know which job holds more weight. Sure. And it's like I – don't want to miss like this historic event because it is historic the red stars playing at soldier field for the first time and it's it's and there'll be fire fans yeah that will stay over for you know because it's the double header and yeah there'll be more than what three thousand attendance record (laughs) there's gonna there's Uh, hopefully gonna be a lot of people there i mean san diego is gonna be in town so everyone wants to see alex morgan yep that's basically it but there's other great players on san diego besides alex morgan i i think um hopefully that with the return of mal pew to the national team because she was always there you know yeah and then she got injured and kind of fell on the wayside she still has an incredible fan base like of people and the more people that realize that she's a chicago red star you know just as much as she's a player on the national team. Um, Hopefully, you know, she'll start, you know, scoring goals uh, in the qualifiers and then she'll, you know, play well in the, uh, in the world cup and, uh, and, and, you know, the subsequent uh, next Olympics and, you know, maybe she'll grow an even bigger fan base. And if she's still on Chicago, let's all hope and pray Um, (laughs) that, um, that maybe they'll maybe their attendance record you know will will go up a little because more people will want to go see you know u.s women's national team star mallory pugh 
That's the dream, isn't it? And just it's the like dream. Every team, uh, although too, it's not like know? it helped when Sam Kerr was was there. Although Sam Kerr <sighs> wasn't, you know, the most popular player in the world while she was on the Red Stars. It was kind of after she was on the Red too Stars. Bad. That's way too, too bad. bad. I was a fan before her <laughs> fame. Well, I'll just I'll just clarify here. I was for like a game or two that I saw her play, and I was like, wow, she's great. And then... I wish I got to see her play here. That's just like I watched it on TV. Yep, that's that's about it. That's the only thing I can say. Um, hopefully one day I'll be able to go to London and see a a Chelsea game at Kings Meadow. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a West Ham fan. So yeah, oh, not another one, not another, <laughs> another one. one. I don't know any West Ham fans. I oh okay. So my friends at the Final Third uh, podcast, AJ and Jack, they go to the University of Minnesota, and AJ is a West Ham fan. Really? So there you go. There's another, right. <laughs> there's another one of them. Next, next season when um, they're actually on like the Paramount network mm-hmm. and the, you know, CBS and all that jazz with that new deal that they got with the um, WSL. Yeah. The, um, hopefully I'll get to watch more than three, the, the three games that I got to watch this season for their women's team. I watched, you know, the men's team more often because they're on streaming more often. Uh, hey, seventh place ain't bad. Go right? Chelsea. <laughs> Go Blues. I anyway. love I love the lov- lovable losers. I'm a Cubs fan as well, so there you go. <laughs> Boo. There's Ooh. a lot of booing on today's show. You invited me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Moving on, I guess. I didn't know there would be talk like this today. I didn't know I'd be here with a Cubs fan. Here's another thing. If I have local people on, I'll I'll ask them. One dude told me both. I was like, no, we're done. We're not, we're not doing this. You can't say both. It's either one or the other. But you don't hate on them when they're in the World Series, though. You don't have to sit there and hate on them. Hey, in in 2005, I was fine with the White Sox winning. At at that point, it becomes when that happens. It it becomes it becomes a (laughs) Chicago thing more than a more than a. I was rooting for Cleveland in 20 what was that 16 but they're a division rival of the white Sox. why would you i don't care anything but the cubs moving on (laughs) anyway thoughts on the challenge cup just in general like do we like it do we not like it how can we make it better if we don't like it i think the challenge cup needs to kind of um integrate like other cups do in in a in sports in that it needs to play out throughout the season rather than being a preseason event. Um, It helped that they added, you know, money to it, which means we didn't, we got to see a lot more of the, you know, the big names actually play and try and, and, you know, work hard to try to make, you know, a living. Um, uh, But then, you know, injuries, like what was it? Uh, Marta went down first Marta, game. Davidson, season ending. Yeah, Williams, Davidson. like Williams. Yeah, and then Mewis a couple couple yeah. games in, and it's just like it was it was too short of an off season to then go into a hey we're gonna give you a bunch of money if you win this thing, so try real hard, and uh, and they all tried really hard, and a lot of them got injured. <laughs> Uh, with a very short off season and that wasn't great uh and so i think it needs to just sort of be like a 
you know, let's integrate it into the season, expand the season, and then you can win the cup and then you can win the final, you know, you can do it. You can do it that way. And I think it'll be better. I like that kind of like what is going on um, in, in Europe's leagues. And I think we should model the season off of like what they do over there. Cause it's a lot, it's a lot easier. Sure. Um, I guess it's more games, but like, it's it's the same amount, I guess, in it's the same time amount. It's periods. Just, yeah. um, exactly. One thing that I find interesting, and this is like switching topics, uh, the WNBA players don't even know they're playing Commissioner Cup games. So it's kind of like I bet the NWSL would try and would try and like not even tell them that's going on. Yeah, because the last Sky game was a Commissioner Cup game, wasn't it? Yeah, I had no idea <laughs> either, and I was like. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> we're doing that right now? Yeah, I, think, I had no yeah, idea. I think their last two were Commissioner Cup games. It's just strange. Um, Tell they us. They right. never said it on the broadcasts no. or anything, not to my knowledge. No. See, this is <laughs> misinformation in women's sports. Everybody's favorite category. I yeah, that's, that's just, that's just, that's women's sports. <laughs> so I misinformation or lack of information. That's the. <laughs> <laughs> it's bold. I made a tweet the other day from one of my many accounts. I have three accounts now: my personal, my podcast, and my new. Did did uh, CRS CRS win? win. Love it because um I know the guy that runs the Did Chicago Win account, and we saw the um Did ACFC Win account, and I was like, "Do you know who did this?" And he goes, "No, I have no idea." I was like, "Oh, okay." And then he was like, "Oh, I wish someone made one for the Red Stars," and I thought about it. And I was like, what's another Twitter account? You know, it's like (laughs) I'm already on Twitter enough anyway. So I made it. That's me. Go follow at did CRS win. They had a dub, by the way, the other day. So go like that. But I I made a tweet uh, and I and I said, um, who is your I think it was like something along the lines of uh, who's your MVP so far this season? Um, if I can remember on my own tweet that I didn't even make that too long ago. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. I, I will it. find it. It's not, there's not a lot of notifications here. Um, I think maybe I should start planning my episodes out before I do stuff. So much scrolling, I guess. The Red Stars followed the account back and I was like, whoa, follow my podcast account back too. And then we'll talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i used to know the guy that ran the red stars account and now he does oh connor the, the skies sky yeah stuff okay yeah who's been your mvp of the season so far and this tweet was from three days ago so you know that i'm really lagging today um and of course i had a reply to my own tweet but from a different account because that's how i roll so i said bianca st george yep would you like to explain your answer? What did I put? You don't remember? <laughs> I don't remember. Alyssa I love Mary. so many of these, but oh, Alyssa. Oh, God. Yeah, she's great. Um, I think a lot of, she doesn't have a clean sheet yet. And that's disappointing other than in the challenge cup. But that was, you know, that was a game that no one was going to score. in. And um, I think that a lot of the goals that she's conceded were not necessarily her fault. 
Um, and, or she could, you know, essentially there's kind of like a 50, 50 situation, like, um, Morgan's PK against her. It's kind of like, this could go either way. I think she's going to block it or she's not. And then she, you know, she stopped the PK in the last game, which was brilliant. Um, but like every single save that she makes is just, I just want to yell. Like, I, <laughs> like she's just so good. And when she was injured last season, um, Cassie Miller filled in, you know, as best as anybody could, you know, filling the shoes of, of a listener, uh, you know, getting the team all the way to the finals, whether that was, you know, Cassie Miller or Sarah Gordon and Tierna Davidson, we'll, we'll leave that. The whole to back a, line. To a different, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole back line was insane last year. Um, but a listener, her season this year, coming back from a major injury has been great like the defensive breakdowns have been an issue you know leading to goals there's at least two goals that were offside and she couldn't really do much about uh and then the other ones were deflections off of red stars defenders and it's just like what are you going to do she's going one direction deflects goes the other direction and there's no way she's going to stop it um but I think she's been brilliant and I think she'll continue to be brilliant. Um, and when she was injured and, you know, other team, other players were getting called into the national team and were like, you know, you can't, you know, uh, uh, Casey Murphy and AD French and everything. It's like, Oh, who needs a listener um, on the national team? But it's like, you, you forget how great she is and what she did for this team in 20 in the 2019 uh, world cup and you know what she's done her entire career in chicago and and i think she just continues to be fantastic i think my you know my decision on mvp will change because certain players are coming back and 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 are getting better and filling more into their roles um like bianca st george's and uh and Malpew, there. Uh, that dynamic duo will be fantastic. I am so excited that Sarah Lubert's coming back from Club America. I cannot tell you how excited I am. I so my Twitter account, which yes. is very very small and very you know, I was just like, hey, I have a couple interactions with people. I love it. It's a great community, the Chicago Red Stars community. You know, talk to the you know supporter group all the time. Um, the second I made a post about Sarah Luber and Chelsea Dauber joining the team, my Twitter account blew up with fans from Mexico. Yeah. It, it, it exploded. They're passionate. And I loved every second of it. Like interacting with those fans down in Mexico has been incredible. They love her so much. And it's like, they're sending me highlight videos. They're sending me her stats. They're just, and they're sending me, you know, videos of her in the locker room singing and, and interacting with the other players. And they're like, you will love her, but also, you know, give her back. We, we want her. Uh, and, you know, it's, it, the interaction has been great. Um, and I, you know, I, I think she'll be a great addition to this team, especially um, with the goal scoring. Cause we know how difficult that's been for this team while well, Pew was injured. Not yesterday. Well, that's because Pew came back and, <laughs> yeah, okay. and, and scored two goals true, and assisted though. on one. True, true. Yeah. But um, but uh her and Dauber, I think, will hopefully adjust to this team well. 
you know, neither of them have actually gotten, well, Lubert never any significant minutes in the NWSL. Dauber, first time she's ever even been in Chicago, you know, playing, playing professionally or even in Chicago in general. And so we know European players or players overseas from Australia, you know, how they're either really successful in the NWSL or they kind of fall to the wayside because they can't really adjust to their style of play, the style of play in America. And so hopefully she can make that adjustment well and Chicago's front line can develop into something really special. I, going back to what I said about BSG, she, I, I haven't followed uh, what she's been doing for the Red Star since the Challenge Cup. I like she's one of my favorites on the team. I the disrespect from last year is all I all I'm gonna say without saying yeah. too much. Uh, with the player of that caliber, the caliber, and just how tough she is on the field, how could you not play someone like her? I don't care about the yellow cards or any carding <laughs> in general because yeah. there's been instances. But you have to have someone on the field like her. And I'm glad that the new coach is playing her because she should be played. She deserves to be a starter. That is a fact. She fits into this new formation very well as like a wing back midfielder attacker, whatever. Anything and everything. Yeah. Just wherever she's standing on the field, she's in a different position. Like that's just. You know, she fills it well. So did Wright when before she was uh, injured. I thought Rachel Hill did a really great job in the last uh, match filling that position for Wright. Um, But BSG, she has been so good this year. Her goals, both goals are ridiculous. Like, uh, and the one in the the one in the Challenge Cup was (laughs) was great too. Yeah. Um, The her aggressiveness, like. The way she'll, you know, she'll lose a ball or a teammate will lose a ball and she just gets pin like pinpointed, like, I'm going to get that ball before anyone else. And if I have to barrel over anybody to get it, I will get it. And she, like her shoulder checks, her, her ability to just turn on defenders to, to push them out of the way to, to get to, you know, 50, 50 balls is it's just exciting to watch and her explosiveness when she kicks ahead um, of the back line and then just runs past them with lightning speed is, is just so fun to watch. I would love her to um, get better at finishing yesterday or the last game was uh, great to see just that, you know, rocket off of her foot going to the far post was, you know, something that I would hope to see more. Um, most of her shots just kind of go sailing into the crowd over the crossbar, uh, which is it's just like, there's another one. Trademark. But but I think uh, I think she'll she'll get much better uh, at finishing and I and and then she'll, you know, she'll be a great player for this team for the rest of the season. So for a new topic for this show, I would like to talk more about younger players. So we've seen the disrespect of the younger players in uh, last season, which I yep. say disrespect, th- it can mean a lot of things. You all know what I'm talking about. I don't have to talk about it. It's, it's like you can say it without saying it type deal. But so many different younger players on the team. I mean, it is a younger team, 
training away a lot of the vets that we had. Yeah. Who is your favorite um, younger star on the Red Stars? Uh, there's, I think there's a good few that you can pick through. Uh, give me one and, and what, why you think that they will be the most successful on this team going forward. Uh, so most successful going forward, I would, I really enjoy the forwards. I, I really like, you know, Ava Cook and I like um, Sarah Griffith, but I don't think that they will get significant minutes once, you know, Sarah Lubert is here and um, Chelsea Dauber or, you know, when Cleo Watt comes back from injury, they're not going to see much time in my opinion at all. Um, I already purchased uh, an Amanda Kowalski jersey because uh, <laughs> that new kit is it. I did not like it in the beginning and I it's don't grown like on it me. Still. <laughs> it's grown on me. And I was like, I, I need to get an Amanda Kowalski um, kit. And I, and, and I was like, it's gotta be a new one. I just, I had to get it and it'll show up eventually. And uh, I think when on like undrafted, like non roster invitees like Tatum Malazzo, like Amanda Kowalski, they, when they can succeed, it's a joy to watch. Like when drafted players or big name players that come through the draft, not that Ava Cook or Sarah Griffith were big name players coming out of the draft in any means because the red stars didn't even have a first round um pick to get a bigger name um it's just it's so much more fun to love those players because they the the their journey just was is just more incredible to watch because it's like i'm just going to show up to this camp and you know try as hard as i can as a player who no one thought was good enough to be drafted out of college and a player like Tatum Malazzo last season filling into that um, to that like uh, fullback position, wing back, whatever, um, in that traditional three back um, for when uh, Casey Kruger um, was out with her illness that uh, turned into uh, her pregnancy was great. I loved it. Um, and now Amanda Kowalski, I just I've fallen in love with her game. She she just she plays. Um, the style of defense that I really enjoy, really aggressive, um, not, not so close, um, not so close to the, uh, to the style that Sarah Gordon played as center back, but it's like, she takes risks. She takes a lot of risks and I, and I really enjoy that. And so she's become my favorite young player. I really like that answer. I following undrafted players is pretty cool. I think my favorite is Belser. Like her story is incredible. Um, I'm kind of jumping on the OL bandwagon <laughs> a little bit. Um, yeah. But OL's whole team, I can go on and on about, but that's not what today is about. Yeah. I'm back but, to. But, but oh. Bethany Belser, just yeah. I'm from, like, I grew up in Michigan mm -hmm. and her coming from, you know, the division that she came from in college to make it to the, the NWSL that like, I loved every, you know, every second of her story. And I, and I follow her more than any player outside of the Chicago Red Stars, her and, um, and Carson Pickett, 
but that's a yes. different story about why I love Carson Pickett so much. Both of them are incredible. Yep. Would love to have them on the show one day. Like, I can dream. <laughs> I can dream. Anyway, my answer to my question is Ella Stevens. And I was actually doing some research about Chicago Red Stars players last night. And I don't know if you know this, but I just learned this yet learned this yesterday. Ella Stevens was a the Gatorade uh women's soccer player of the year in I believe 2016, 2015 in Georgia. No, I I had no, no idea. I, I only started following women's college soccer last year. So yeah, I me too. I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. And I was that's even that's in the high school level gatorade player oh right yeah that's true yeah so it's just like like you don't know no one tells you these things i now i want to know how many players in the nwsl are gatorade women's soccer national player of the year or whatever the name of that stupid award is not it's not stupid it's just when i get frustrated i call things stupid it's like I don't know the actual name of it. <laughs> Frustrated with yourself more than you are with the it's it's not without, it's not the, a dumb name. Yeah. It's not a dumb name. I'm just being dumb because I don't know the real name of it. Um, but that's so fascinating. Like, why yeah. don't we why isn't this like not to say that it's not public knowledge? Because it is, because I saw it yesterday online. But why don't like I'm just gonna fixate on that for a while sure. now. It's just how do we not know that these players we're good in high school. They, I mean, they we're good in college. Now they're here, and then they get dis. Here's the disrespect word again, because I'm mad at Arnim. Arnim and I are beefing. I would just like to say he doesn't know it. I do. Enough said. But what are your thoughts on on? I don't even have to explain my choice because Stevens has been good. What are your thoughts on my pick? Um, I was. I was surprised a little. Um, well, thank you. That that um, I was yeah I was also surprised that she got like a bigger role on this team than uh, I thought she would. She's been. I was surprised uh, too. Believe me, she, I was shocked. I was like, she's "Whoa, she's on, starting a lot now." Okay, she's been on the club for a few years. Yeah. Um, and uh, last year, I don't know if she got i don't remember ever hearing her name um or at least in a starting 11 i don't think never i don't think she ever made it in it was more like late game subs yeah and um i think she plays the nine very well i don't think she's necessarily like a true nine like you see uh, a lot of players that fill that position in the nwsl um, but I think she plays inside the box uh, very well. She drew that penalty in the uh, last match, uh, which was uh, which was great. There's way there's way too many penalties in the last like 15 minutes of that game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like that pick uh, a lot. I liked her challenge, uh, her uh, challenge cup goal that didn't get uh, wasn't a goal because she pushed it in with her hand when yeah. she fell on her face. That was. <laughs> Uh, that was very funny. That was um, Her celebration after that was great. When you had, you knew that she, <laughs> she knew that it was going to be disallowed, but she's might still as well celebrate. She, you know, you might as well because you know the you way that like they it. missed the way they miss calls in the NWSL wouldn't be surprised if they actually allowed that goal. They're all actors um, too. 
So yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's soccer. Um, and uh, yeah, but I like that pick. Um, her just like uh, the other, you know, players that I mentioned earlier. I I think her minutes are going to go down. Um, once, uh, like once, like well, Watts more of like a wing player. When all so... the attackers come in. When all the attackers come back, I don't know yeah. when Watt is coming back. I know that you know ACL injuries are kind of just a you know a different thing for for different people, different timeline. We don't have a timeline um, for, and when they'll she's never tell back. us. They'll no. never tell us. They don't um, like to tell us things. <laughs> no, that's it's women's sports. No one, no one tells us anything. And misinformation in, or no information. No, exactly. Um, but like a player like Sarah Lubert, who can play, you know, in the middle very well. Um, in the middle of the front line, that is uh, very well. I think she'll get more minutes there alongside uh, players uh, like Pew. And I think, um, I think, you know, the younger players will be more on that right side uh, of the front line. Um, Maybe Ava Cook will remain in that nine and they'll kind of push Sarah Lubert more out wide. Um, maybe they'll even push Stevens out wide. I know for a fact that they're going to sort of play Yuki kind of further into the midfield um, more than anything. Now they did that in the Orlando uh, game. They kind of played Cook up top and kind of just had um, Yuki and uh, uh, and Griffith just staying in the kind of like offensive attacking midfield. Uh, whereas, you know, DiVernardo and Colaprico were playing the defensive midfield. And so they didn't have like a, you know, massive attack um, in that game. And uh, until the end, when they kind of changed, <laughs> changed their formation yeah. when Pew came into the game. Um, but I like, I like your answer of Stevens. Um, I hope that she remains getting consistent minutes, at least at the end of games, but I don't think she'll be a starting in the starting 11 once players start to flood this roster back that's unfortunate it is unfortunate because she's good i don't think she's you know the most amazing player there is but um i love all the chicago red stars and i'll never say a bad thing about any of them so yes (laughs) me too i will say bad things about sorry there is something in my throat i had a i had a little cough yeah, but, I, yeah, I didn't understand, uh, you know, the words that <laughs> were coming through that cough. But I'll just I'll if you want to hear by. me beef with the NWSL owners, go to my podcast account on Twitter. Do you want to know fun fact? Um, sure. A certain NWSL owner did, in fact, block me on Twitter. Really? Do you want to guess which one it was? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> owner or former owner? Owner. Oh, um, currently still there, even though he shouldn't be up in oh Portland. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> Merritt and I are beefing too, but he blocked me on my podcast account. That doesn't mean I can't go bother him on my personal. Oh sure, that's why we all make several Twitter accounts. So that's why I have I three of them now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's do let's do a fun little topic or we'll call this like i guess it could be a game or whatever like a fun little thing so sure. in the new cba there is like an all-star game per, like section mm-hmm. if each team got two 
selections for all-star because let's just i don't know how how the numbers would work i don't know who they would play against i don't know if they would play against each other whatever red stars get two people to represent them for the all-star game going off of what we've seen in the challenge cup and the start of the regular season who would your two picks be to be on the all-star team my two picks one is Mallory Pugh, obviously. That's just obviously. you can't you can't, you can't leave her. Yeah. I mean, she played what was she second in MVP voting last yes. season? She killed it in the challenge cup, probably won, probably would have won the golden boot without um without her injury. Mm-hmm. Um and uh the second one, <sighs> I would I want to say a listener, but I know at the moment there are goalkeepers that would definitely be named above her Mm -hmm. um especially because there's one (laughs) there's one goalkeeper on every team and if there were going to be two or maybe three on that roster maybe she could you know i don't think she would be just going off right now no yeah no um especially with uh what tallest joyce is doing Mm -hmm. um absolutely number one is she's been incredible so i don't think i could i could pick uh nair the other one would probably be just because of her uh effort and i love her style of play and i love everything that she does on the field mistakes or not uh and she'll never get the recognition that she deserves it's danielle colaprico I, I think she's, I think she's great. I, I, I she just hit what her 10,000th minute 10, uh, in, the, in the NWSL. She's been with the Chicago red stars forever. She does all the dirty work for that team that will never, you know, go noticed. Um, so I don't think that she would get the recognition, but I would want her to get the recognition. Uh, and, and then, you know, the rookies and stuff, they'll never get the recognition either. So I can't yeah. name any of them either. <laughs> um, but BSG probably would be my second choice because, you know, she's just been as incredible as uh, everyone was hoping uh, that she would be. But it should be Danny. That's all I'll say. I'm going BSG and Mal because everyone yeah. knows how I feel about BSG. It's her summer. It yeah, and you, and you can't summer. just, and you can't bet against... Mallory Peel. No. That she's, you know, she's not, you know, my favorite player on the mm-hmm. team, but without her, this team we've seen yeah. struggles a little. <laughs> like last year, I was at the Gotham Chicago game, okay. uh, the playoff game. And honestly, if we never traded for Waldmo and Pew, like we would have been a whole different team. I love Sarah Waldmo. I am so I'm so happy for her, you know, Mm -hmm. having a kid and everything. Um, Not a lot of uh, players in the NWSL have kids. Um, You know, that's well known. And and, um, it's, you know, great that they can, you know, go on um, these long maternity leaves and and not have to, you know, worry. Um, But if she was on this club right now, that midfield would look a whole lot better. A whole lot better than it has been. Um, She's a fantastic player. Uh, that trade um, from Gotham to get Pew and Waldmo was uh, the best trade that they've made in the last couple of years, yes. <laughs> because I don't know where they would be without those two players last year. And I certainly don't know where they would be without one of them this year. Yeah. The, the team has just been different 
and it's because of those two and if people disagree i am a little curious as to why that would be so let us know on twitter do it at wsm podcast tell us if you disagree or not i would like to know but the team is different because of those two and that goal would have never happened by the way in that playoff game if it wasn't for them so absolutely not there you go there's your answer final answer okay we're gonna do a little speed run before we talk about our final topic are you ready i'm ready if you were to get a chicago red stars um related tattoo what would you get and why um well first i have a well i saw that tattoo but like on my arm already but team related yes what would i get oh that's so hard because it's just i really i really one day um would like to turn you know this entire arm that has the uh, chicago flag on it have all of the chicago professional sports teams on there Mm -hmm. as well that's a lot um (laughs) The, but what would I get related to them? See, I never want to get anything like player specific because uh, that always makes me really nervous. Because <laughs> um, you know they're people, and yes. and you know that you know things can go you know public with people, and I, I never want to <laughs> make something permanent um, that way. But uh, it would it would just really it would probably just have to be um, the the logo, maybe even the alt logo the star with the mm-hmm. with the like half sh- or three quarters shield around it um i really like that symbol that's cool too um yeah i don't think i would i don't think i would get anything player specific going back to back in the day could be um when the red stars were first started not in the nwsl who is a player's jersey that you would get from that time period um oh, from 2013 Oh God, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? No, because I uh, there's so many players that have been on the Chicago Red Stars who are so like who are very good players, like very good. So this players. should be easy for you. No, because uh, <laughs> there's so many. You know, Julie Ertz was was a Red Star. Kristen Press was a Red Star. I think uh, who was it that I saw the other day that kind of blew my mind that they were a red star oh i can't remember i can't remember who it was but i was i was doing research on on uh some team and and i was and i was like they were a red star what, um, what was it what were you looking uh i think it was north carolina north so, carolina like current north carolina players yeah or? like yeah like yeah like a current north carolina player i think was a red star and i can't remember who it was was it abby it might have been Abby Ursag. Yeah, she was a Red Star. You didn't know that? I, I didn't know that until maybe a week ago. A lot of people she were really, Red Stars. She was, so. she, was, she was on the Red Stars for like, what, a year? Like yeah. 2014, It wasn't that long. Like that. Yeah, it was not that long. But it, it, I was just like, Abby Ursag. I would have loved to have Abby Ursag. Is that your I, answer? Uh, oh, yeah. She's a great player. I I, I really like North Carolina. Um, mm. It sucks that, it sucks that mm. they're in 12th. It, 
okay, so I there's a player on North Carolina that I don't like at all. We and all don't knows, like and nobody <laughs> likes her. Like and her. and when Car and when Car and when Carson Pickett was out, I was very upset that we she filled Carson, Carson Pickett's Pickett. role. Um, yeah, Carson Pickett is is by far my favorite player outside of the Red Stars, and I would I would die for for Carson Pickett to be a Red Star. <laughs> but honestly, she never was, same. and she Let's never do it. she never will. Be. I don't Let's think do she it. ever will be. She it's loves North bad. Carolina too much, it's and too and and uh, but she should be on the women's national team, and she I will should. make that I will make that campaign uh forever. But my answer would be Abby Ersek. I think Abby Ersek is an incredible player, and I would get her kit if I was a Red Stars fan in 2014. Okay, final question: If you were going to start an expansion team. And you had the ability to take two current red stars from the team and put them on your expansion team. Who would you pick and why? I would take, I would take Tierney Davidson and I would take Kalia Watt. Interesting. Yeah. Even though she's not currently back right now and we don't know. That's fine. Kalia Watt. Kalia Watt okay. was the first Red Star that I watched and got me into the into the team. Like when I watched the 2020 Challenge Cup, I saw Kalia Watt play and her speed and her ability to get past defenders and just be in a wide open field and her and to score goals. And I was like, this player is incredible. How long has she been a Red Star? And it was a couple of games because, <laughs> you know, her entire career before that, I think, was spent on Houston. Um, and, you know, Mallory P was playing opposite of her. Um, and I was just like, I was like, I could get into this team and, and, en- and enjoy and get attached to them with their best player in Mallory Pugh, or I can pick someone else. And, you know, invest my fandom in them and not be one of those people that only likes the best player on the team. So I picked Kalia Watt um, and I think she's fantastic. And uh, and I, I really, really wish that she didn't get injured in that playoffs because I think the I think the Red Stars could have won the championship. Although I don't know if I'd want them to win the championship last year, because then that would have yeah. been like real, really awkward if they won <laughs> and then all that stuff happened. But anyway, I wish Kalia Watt. Uh, uh, was on this team and I would take her to any expansion team that I would start, but never, I never in my life put me in charge of, of a, a club because <laughs> it would, it would just be the same. It would be the same players all the time, unless they wanted to get, you know, unless they requested a trade, it would be the same players for all the years because I'm way too sentimental about, <laughs> about the players and I wouldn't be able to trade away anybody to improve my team. <laughs> Well, good thing these are just questions and not just like questions. real life decisions. You're not giving me you're not giving me millions of dollars to start an yeah. expansion team. I get it. That's fine. Okay, before we get to the end of the show, I'm gonna send it over to Derek Helling, who will tell you about what's going on this week in the world of women's sports betting. Take it away, Derek. Hello, thank you for listening to the Women's Sports Matter podcast. I'm Derek Helling, and I'm not Jones' dad. I'm here to talk to you again about betting on women's sporting events this week and how to do that responsibly and safely. Safe betting is legal betting. 
Just because you can access a sports book online doesn't mean that it's safe or even legal for you to do so. Many Canadian provinces and U.S. states, plus Washington, D.C., have a licensing system for sports books. Why is it important to only use licensed sports books? Aside from the legality issue, of course, the regulation of these sports books ensures that you have access to a fair and safe betting experience. Unregulated sports books answer no authority, and thus there is really nothing to stop them from doing things like refusing to pay out your winnings if you win a bet, or sell your personal information to you don't know who. So it's really, 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 really risky to use an unregulated sports book. So moving on to, let's talk about how sports betting works. And this week, we're going to be approaching a new topic because we're going to be looking at how match play betting on golf works. Match play is when pairs of golfers play individual matches between themselves, eliminating the losers until there's just one winner left standing at the end, instead of tournaments in which all players face the rest of the field over several rounds with the lowest score at the end winning. So, for example, a Jin Yun Ko might face Lydia Ko in a match, and the winner faces on moves on to perhaps face Celine Boutier in another match. And the process repeats until at the end of the match play event, there's just one winner who has survived all of her matches. So, thus, when you're approaching events like this, you need to adjust your approach to betting accordingly. For example, you should look to see if pairs of golfers have faced each other in match play before in their careers, and if so, how they did. You can also broaden it to look at how golfers have fared in match play in general over the course of their careers. And then, it's also important to look at how individual golfers have performed on the specific course in which the match play is going to be held and then compare that to other golfers' performances on the same course. Now, speaking of what's on tap for us this week to bet on, Roland Garros, also known as Tennis's French Open, is now in full swing and daily match lines are available at Canadian and U.S. licensed sportsbooks. And going back to our topic of how to bet this week, match play returns to the LPGA this Wednesday through Sunday with a bank of hope presented by MGM Rewards coming to you from fabulous Las Vegas. Lines should be available very soon for the pairings, for the first round pairings for that tournament on your favorite regulated Canadian or U.S. sports betting app. The MWSL continues with single matches on Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, followed by three matches on Sunday this week. Check your books that you like the mornings of those matches for lines on those affairs. And the WNBA season is ongoing as well, with games every day this week except for on Monday. That's all this week, but remember that betting previews plus information on how to gamble responsibly and legally from wherever you're at in North America is available at BetHer.com.
That's B-E-T hyphen H-E-R dot com. Once again, I'm Derek Helling, and I am not Gianna's dad. We are at the end of the show. So for the final part of today's show, I just want you to tell people listening how they can get more involved in the world of women's soccer in, in terms of the NWSL. Um, tell them a little bit more like fun facts about the Red Stars or who to watch or like things like that. So there's so there's a multitude of things you can do. One, one is watch the games. Uh, it's hard to get people um, specifically involved because you know, some games don't go great. Other games are fantastic. And if you show someone like the wrong game, it'll, you know, lose their fandom forever. But on Twitter, the, the women's uh, soccer community is, uh, so far, my experience with it has been fantastic. Um, I love how much everyone kind of just enjoys women's soccer. And it's not this, you know, beef between clubs or fandom or you know people hating on other players because you know they're too good and they're beating their team and and you know people trolling on other fans or fan accounts uh, because they like certain players it's just everyone just loves women's soccer and everyone has a good time and everyone just enjoys it and if you watch the games um specifically the last uh, Red Stars game, <laughs> the one against Orlando Pride. Um, it can be one of the most exciting sports uh, to watch. Things happen in the NWSL that don't happen in other <laughs> soccer leagues in the world that just kind of, you know, blow your mind and you go, what is happening right now? This is one of the coolest things I've ever seen in sports, one of the wackiest things I've ever seen in sports. And uh, it's, you know, it's not the most accessible sport out there. Obviously, you can get, you know, Paramount Plus and you can watch whatever games stream on there. Um, there's like a few games that get put on CBS Sports Network or CBS if you have some sort of, um, you know, cable or, or uh, streaming cable like YouTube TV or Hulu TV or whatever. Um, and then the games, some games are on Twitch. Um, and I know people have had some issues with uh, Twitch broadcasts before, but my experience with them has been uh, fine. Um, but, you know, you can also just, you know, follow anybody uh, like uh, Gianna here. Uh, she loves her women's sports. And uh, you can follow me uh, at Red Stars Report. I, uh, I live tweet every uh, Red Stars game with my uh, my crazy weird facts and my uh my annoyance with uh with certain things that are happening in the game and my incredible excitement that happens in in the games and i interact with everyone that possibly you know interacts with my content uh i just love talking to people about women's sports because this community is great and uh i think people just need to invest more uh in women's sports so if you get involved in it um we can all just you know raise this community and this uh the world of women's sports to a higher level 
What a great answer. What a way to end the show. Logan, thank you so much for coming on Women's Sports Matter. I really appreciate it. Um, make sure to go follow Red Stars Report on Twitter and tell everyone the username again one more time so they it can is, make sure to type it in the phones. It is at Red Stars Report. Too easy. Too easy. Too easy. I made it too easy. I made it alliterative. <laughs> And, and and everyone knows how the, how to find it because it has the team's name in it. There you go. And I hope um, to certain local 134 folks that this makes up for my fake segment that I created on Twitter because I was never, not to say I was never going to do it. I literally made the episode. I saw the tweet and I was like, I forgot to do the segment, but here's something and today. Here Today, which is, I'm moving, I'm traveling forward in time. Today on May 24th, it is the Chicago Sky Ring Ceremony and Banner Ceremony, which I will be at. I am so excited to go. I'm literally, I just can't wait to rock my Parker jersey and to just have a blast at a Sky game. I haven't been to one since the Dallas playoff game. So that one that one there wasn't a lot of people there and then you see sold out crowds for the finals and it's like oh okay i guess people care now um and i'll be at home rocking my sleep jersey (laughs) there we go there we go but that is i guess is there any are there any wrestlers games this week are there any of that no not during the week if there's a may 28th may 20th there you go may 28th i would be there but i portland at home portland at home portland Portland hasn't been great this year, so we'll see what happens. Well, yeah. We'll see what the starting lineup is, but that is going to be it for me. And thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of the Women's Sports Matter podcast. My name is John Castro, and I'm your host. If you want to follow me on social media, guess what? You can. I am on three different platforms on Twitter and Facebook. It is the same handle. It is at WSM Podcast. And on Instagram, you can follow me at Women's Sports Matter. If you want to watch this episode, whoa, you can see you can see the people that are that are on the screen. Of course you can. Go to YouTube. It's Women's Sports Matter Podcast. Make sure to subscribe. I'm going to be posting more content on there that is not just episodes. So stay tuned for that. I think I might make a TikTok. Let me know if I should do that. I'll post little snippets of episodes. I don't know how TikTok works, really. (laughs) I feel kind of like, oh, because I'm young, but I'm also like supposed to know how social media works. I don't. So make sure to, to let me know on Twitter if I should make a TikTok or not. And if you would go and follow it. Let's see what else is there. Make sure to go support your local women's sports team, whether it's the Chicago Red Stars or the Boston Renegades or uh, let's see, what are some teams here? Dutch Lions FC, Chicago City, um, Chicago Kicks. Those are a bunch of local women's soccer teams, at least in Northern Illinois. I don't know that much about Central and Southern because it doesn't exist in my mind which is a joke. And if you don't understand the joke, you can go listen to me on Bryant and me. Okay. There you go. But I think, I think that is it. Go support your local women's sports team and I'll see you next time. All right. See you later. That's all folks. Bye-bye.